Welcome to Your Pathways to Wealth, where Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian are on a mission to bring clarity to the world of finances. Together, they bring a wealth of knowledge to help you uncover a way to simplify your financial life. Join Charlie and Peter and their guest experts as they venture to help you preserve what you've built and enjoy what you've earned. Now, let's talk wealth. There are recessions and there are depressions, and no crystal ball can tell you what's coming. Welcome back to your Pathways to Wealth with your hosts, Charlie Massimo and Peter Anastasian. Well, gentlemen, some analysts are saying the Fed seems to have successfully skirted a recession, but there are others who say the worst may be yet to come. So, Charlie, what are you hearing? Well, Patrice, this is this is one of those topics um, where you, know, you get a little nervous talking to clients about because one, you don't want them you know, to start panicking, you don't want to jump, you know, jump off a roof when they hear recessions, depressions, and things like that. And, you know, we're never one that wants to succumb to panic because economies and markets, they do go off the rail, but it's our, you know, our job to help our clients approach this topic with rational and measured perspective and, and take steps to mitigate the risks. So to your point and why I, I gave that little, you know, introduction is because yes, we do believe there are things that are building up within the economy that's not only leading to a recession, but unfortunately, what we feel is it's actually leading to the first depression that we've seen in, in decades. That's not very positive, Charlie. Well, you know, <laughs> we're not always, you know, we want to always be positive people. Uh, but there are things, you know, we always say you don't do a lifeboat drill when the ship's going down. Mm -hmm, and this is one of those moments that we want to take time. And this is not something that's happening tomorrow. Um, but it is something that we've seen. And and there are, you know, we believe economists are a dime a dozen, you know, to, to you know, respectfully for any economist that's listening to our podcast, I don't know who may, but in case they are. Uh, but there are a group that Peter and I have followed. For some time now, and they're ITR Economics out of New Hampshire, and they're the Bowley brothers. And and long before we've started talking about a depression, you know, over dinner conversations, for the last eight years, they've really been predicting or forecasting this great depression that may occur in in 2030. And it's something that we've been following very closely. And we do believe, based on some of the things we're going to talk about during this podcast, that, that this may actually come to fruition. Okay, lay out lay out the plan here. Lay out what you're seeing. Sure. And before we do in, go into that, you know, people are saying, why should I be listening to ITR Economics? You know, just a quick background. You know, ITR Economics was founded in 1948. So they're the oldest forecasting firm out there. Um, they accurately forecasted 2008, 2009 Great Recession well before anyone else forecasted this. And ITR Economics proprietary leading indicator has not missed calling a US recession since its inception in the 80s. So when you take all those factors into account, it's it's why we follow them and, and why we believe in in a lot of what they're forecasting. And oh, by the way, since their inception, they have a 95% forecast accuracy rate. And I would recommend anyone listening to this podcast to look them up and kind of do your own research. 
But there are five reasons why they believe that we're going to face this depression in 2030. And we'll go into it, not in great detail, but enough for listeners to kind of get an understanding of why we are concerned about this and why we are starting to look at it now. Um, And the first of the five is demographics. As we approach 2030, there's there's an aging population, which is a global issue. Um, It's not just here in the U.S., but many major countries, especially China, Germany, Russia, Japan, and Canada, are projected to have the highest percentages of population in the 40 to 64 age group, as well as the 65 age group starting in 2030. Um, And the U.S., we haven't dodged that bullet. We also have an aging population. And Really, this is bad news because the older generation won't have as large of a younger base as in the past to support it by paying a larger share of taxes. So having fewer young people may also lead to a significant labor problems heading labor problem heading into the 2030s. So that's the first is the demographics of why they're projecting or forecasting a uh, depression in 2030. Um, and then as we go into the second one, it's healthcare costs. And just last week, we read in the Wall Street Journal that healthcare premiums are going up the highest than they've ever gone up in the past. So growing old often isn't easy. And with an aging population, a number of people needing and receiving Social Security benefits and healthcare uh, and healthcare increases. In, in fact, you know, healthcare expenditures are rising faster than the U.S. GDP. In 2020, there were 62 million Medicare recipients, 62 million. By 2030, that's expected to be over 80 million Medicare recipients. This increase is going to put significant pressure on the U.S. government. Along with the greater number of elderly people needing care, health care costs, as we mentioned, will continue to escalate with future inflation. And the government will need more money to fund and support all of this, meaning more or higher taxes and more borrowing, both of which weigh heavily on economic growth. And, you know, before I go into the third one, I'm just wondering, you know, Peter, we've talked about this a lot. When you think of the first two reasons, you know, what, what, what are some thoughts that you have? Yeah, I mean, certainly these are facts, right? We, we know the demographics in the United States as well as within the world itself. And we know that there is a, you know, baby boomer, you know, population that is aging and ultimately who's going to be left supporting them. And and that is real, whether we like it or not. And and to your point and some of the points you did bring up is what's the solution around that? And naturally the solution is to have a population behind the baby boomers to support, which we currently don't have, or it's to make adjustments within the economy. And so more so from government entitlement um, programs. And that's definitely a tough pill to swallow, especially um, as a politician to bring that up. And, And so eventually, we don't know exactly when, but eventually there will be cracks and eventually something may break. And and Peter, you bring up that entitlements issue, and this really leads to the third of the five factors. Um, And you mentioned it. One way to potentially mitigate the risk or the impact of the upcoming Great Depression would be 
by cutting Social Security benefits and raising taxes or by, by curtailing other popular uh, retire or entitlement programs. But as again, as you mentioned, any politician that proposed this would be heavily booed or laughed at and, and likely both. So looking toward the future, there just isn't going to be enough funding for programs like Social Security, Medicare, and prescription drug assistance. Unfortunately, Social Security trustees see no, no new tax solutions that can rescue our underfunded Social Security program as it's just too late to make a substantial difference. And if the millions of Americans who need those checks were to see their Social Security benefits cut, it would become common to see the elderly needing to move back in with their families and make hard spending choices. You know, we're, we're seeing this now, even with, with current clients, well before the depression, that elderly parents are starting to move back in with their children because they just can't afford it any longer. Um, and now leading to the, to the fourth of the fifth reason, inflation, and it's something that we're already facing currently. You know, we were talking to friends the other day, when they take their children to McDonald's, it's now a 40 to $50 check. So inflation is is here and it may be persistent. Uh, and it's certainly on our minds right now. And we are currently experiencing a surge in inflation that's been frustrating for so many people. And while some are convinced that inflation will continue to rise, you know, the guy our friends at ITR believe that inflation will peak and disinflation will be coming later this year, but again, spike up as we go toward the 2030s. And as COVID-19 seemed to change the world as we knew it, the economic shutdowns had their own impact and supply chains were disrupted. The government poured trillions of dollars into the economy to stimulate it, and supply chain issues are finally starting to become more manageable. Federal deficit spending will likely be a common trend of the 2020s with decline in the value of the US dollar, a likely consequence. And when the US dollar is weakened, we will experience higher inflation. So again, as we think about what ITR is saying, they do definitely see inflation starting to peak because of these supply chain issues. But their point, point is don't be faked out because then we're going to start to see inflation starting to rise and they're forecasting 2025 through 2030, there's going to be a continuous rise in inflation during those few years. And, and I think that's such an important topic, especially now. It's so relative, inflation. It's all around us. We we fully see it everywhere. Um, and, and again, the theme of this podcast is certainly around financial preparedness, right? Preparing for the unexpected. And you know, Mike Tyson has a famous quote, and he says, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And if we really think about that for a second and relate it to inflation, think about going back 15 years ago, up until most recently the past year. You know, interest rates were at zero, literally, for the past 12 to 15 years, zero. And everyone got so acclimated to the fact that it will remain that way and assume that we'll continue to stay at that level. When in reality, over the past year, year and a half, you saw Fed funds rates go from zero to five and a quarter percent. That's a punch in the face, especially when you have variable loans, when you have mortgages that are going to reset, 
commercial real estate that resets on a five-year basis, that's a big punch in the face. And unless you're prepared, you then, then you're certainly going to take that hit. Yeah, Peter, prepared is the right word. And again, as I open this podcast, before we get to the last um, issue for the Great Depression, you know, we said it's it's not about it, it's not about panicking. We never panic. We've lived through that so many recessions. Certainly, we haven't lived through a depression, but I don't see it any different in how we prepare. It's just a matter of preparing. And the concerns that Peter and I have, you know, I remember I watched The Big Short again the other night, and how many months, if not a few years prior to 2008, 2008, 2009, were certain people saying, "Hey, the housing market is going to crash," and they were laughed at until it actually happened. And our concern is people are not going to be prepared. They're, they're going to believe that this is just another hype it, it, You know, when they don't really look at the facts, because there are times where things are hyped, like cryptocurrency or things such as that. But when you peel back the layers, you have to look at the facts, you have to look at the past to help determine the future. And we're at that point today. And, and the last point about the inflation, this is when people start to take risk. Because they start to look for um, investments that stretch yield, whether it's junk bonds or whatever else somebody may come out with today that says, you know, we're going to beat inflation with these exotic investments. And, and we're really concerned about that. And, and this this or the next few years is more important than ever to stay very plain vanilla. Don't look to stretch for yield. Don't look to go outside of your risk tolerance. It's time to really take a gut check and be, as Peter said, prepared. So this leads into the fifth fact, which is the U.S. national debt. Again, I was talking to a friend, which is pretty amazing. You know, during the Clinton era, not, and this is not a political statement, whether I agree with the Clintons or not, but we were at pretty much zero debt. <laughs> it's pretty amazing that that wasn't that long ago. And now our debt is over $30 trillion. The less debt a country has, the better we will be positioned for upcoming Great Depression. Um, leading up to 2030, we project, or ITR, I should say, project projects no changes in political power that would have a large impact on fixing our debt issues. In fact, neither party is solely to blame for the debt, and neither party is likely to fix it. So there you have it. Those are the five reasons why ITR, and I think you're going to start seeing a lot more people talking about this Great Depression. Um, and not to you know uh, beat my drum again or what Peter was saying, but we have plenty of time to prepare for it. We've already start, started talking to clients about it. We will continue to talk to clients about it. And again, it's not about, about making drastic changes. It's about staying within your comfort zone, understanding what your needs are. And I think really as we lead to 2030, it's all about leverage, not having much leverage, not having much debt. Um, because we always recognize that being, you know, liquid, having cash, but not, again, having all cash in the bank, but having enough to get through these times will help you overcome any depression. And the last part, you know, remember the upcoming Great Depression will be a global issue. No one knows if it's going to start in the U.S. or expand outward um, or, it's, or if it's going to start thousands of miles away. Like the U.S., other nations such as China, European nations, Mexico, Canada, and more will face issues. Japan is the nation with the highest government debt as a percentage of GDP, 
and with many other nations is in for a world of hurt. And, and, and the point there, again, it's this depression will not be isolated to just the U.S. It's going to be a global depression, which will create other challenges um, that this world, this country and this world has never seen before. But again, we're out there. We're going to help plan for it. And in coming podcasts, coming conversations, coming blogs, we're going to talk more about these issues and how we really prepare for it. And I think you brought up, well, I think you brought up a great point, Charlie. Um, and, and it's not about necessarily taking all of your money right out of the market, keeping it in cash or anything along those lines. It's more about preparing in a way for any prolonged market decline to allow to allow you to live the lifestyle and continue to live the lifestyle that you have been accustomed to, as well as have ability to take advantage of any potential opportunities during that period of time. So again, we're not saying take all your money, you know, cash it in and bury it and, and look at it that way, N not by any stretch, but it's more about the preparedness and any successful business always prepares for a downturn. And those downturns can be three months, six months, three years, five years or beyond. And the more prepared you are, the more confident you are, and the better off you'll be. And, and, and one last point I'd like to make. You know, we hear this word, and I think it's going to be more important as we move forward for investors. We hear this word a lot, investment fiduciary. So, and this is certainly going to sound self-serving, but I want listeners to really understand what I'm saying here. A fiduciary means that we have to look out legally and contractually for the best interests of our clients, which means that when we make recommendations, they have to be in the best interest of the client. They cannot benefit us in any way. When you work with some of the bigger firms, and again, you know, think about how we got to 2008, 2009, the big firms, you know, the, the Citibanks, the, the, the Goldman Sachs, you know, the Bear Stearns that are no longer here, it's these people that got us to the 2008-2009 um, um, recession. Why? Because all they cared about was making money for themselves. They did not care about the consequences for their clients. As we approach this 2030 depression, think about this the same way. Because if you think if you're working with someone that's not a fiduciary, that's for a, Mer a Merrill Lynch or a Smith Barney, doesn't mean they don't have great advisors and well-intended advisors there, they do, but they have to make a profit for the company first. So if they're not going to go out there and tell you, you know, protect yourself. It's not what they're going to do. They're going to find ways that could come out with exotic products to help you think that they're going to protect you during this depression. They're not a fiduciary. They're in the game of profit. Everyone's in the game of profit, but at whose expense? So investors, I want you to think about as we get closer to 2030, who is your advisor? Who are you aligned with? And it's going to be vitally important as we go um, or as we come closer to 2030. Patricia, you haven't jumped yet, have you? I no. <laughs> no, but I find this fascinating. I really do. I do have one question for you. Has ITR suggested how deep or long this depression might be? It's such a great point. Um, and they do talk about it and they actually get very specific and without going into the specifics, but we could talk about it later. 
So they see it starting in 2030, and, and they kind of see this head fake happening around 2034, meaning that they think the, the government at that time will try to do everything possible because they feel they'll have a little bit more arrows in their quiver, uh, mm-hmm. quiver and arrows, however that saying goes, sorry, to try to put money out there to make people, give people confidence. But they think that's going to be a head fake. And they really feel that this is going to go through 2036, 2037, before we start really seeing people come out of this and governments really able to start coming out of this. So they do see, you know, unfortunately, a fairly lengthy depression. But as they say, look, there are things that can happen mm-hmm. to make that shorter, but they just don't see it yet. Doesn't mean it won't pop up. They just don't see it yet. And jumping back to your comment about the demographics, one of the uh, the reasons in here, there is an article just today that I was reading about the homelessness among aging baby boomers and how it is skyrocketing because they yeah. can't keep up with inflation. Yep. Yeah. And, so there and you that's, go. Yeah. And again, it's that's what I say. We're starting to read. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to read these things that again that that ITR has been saying for years now. And again, we just we just have to be prepared. And that's our whole message here. Uh, you know, if we pay, if we take everything else off the table, our whole message here is be prepared. But that shouldn't be any different for investors. We always need to be prepared. Well, how can listeners reach you folks so they can start to be prepared? They could always call us at our office at 631-777-1030 or visit us online at yourpathwaystowealth.com. All right. Listeners, for more information about managing your wealth, follow this podcast. Share with others you care about as well. I'm Patrice Sikora, and thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to your Pathways to Wealth podcast. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at Wealth Enhancement Group or give us a call at 1-800-492-1222. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Wealth Enhancement Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.